Sunday morning, Northgate. You might be thinking, what am I doing out here with loud cars driving by for a Sunday teaching? Anyways, I just wanted to give a little object lesson as we start right away. Here are stones. You might see my stone pile. My lovely video lady is showing us these stones, but I wanted to make a memorial of what God has done for our family in providing us a home for us to live in. We believe that this is only by the power and the goodness of God, and we fear Him and love Him because He's so good. So we've made a stone, not of 12 stones, which we're just about to read in Joshua, but actually 11 stones because there's 11 of us. And this represents that God provided, that God was good because we do not want to forget all that He's done for us. It's easy for me to complain, but I want to remember and be thankful for all that He's done. So we're going to look at Joshua chapter 4. I'm just going to go inside and I'll see you in a minute. Well, here we are indoors and we want to look at Joshua chapter 4. As we talked about making memorials outside and what that looks like in our lives, just being thankful. We know in our story that Joshua is leading the Israelites into the promised land. They've stepped into the Jordan, or the priests have, following the Ark of God, following the presence of God, looking forward, not fearing the future, but simply following God, his provision, his protection, and his power. Now, that's what God wants us to do. But as the Israelites were making their way as the Jordan heaped up, was bound up, and they could pass through, that Joshua gives them this command to take some stones from the middle of the Jordan to take them out of the river and put them where they were going to lodge that night as a memorial. And so I just want to read Joshua chapter 4 after explaining that and hear about the story. It says this, It came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the tribe, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called twelve men, whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. This may be a sign among you when your children ask you in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial 
to the children of Israel forever. Verse 8, And the children of Israel did so just as Joshua commanded and took up the twelve stones from the midst of the Jordan. As the Lord had spoken to Joshua according to the number of the tribe of the children of Israel and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged, and they laid them down there. Then Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. So what then happens is, as those memorials are set up, the priests do step out of the water. And the last verse of the chapter, if you read on, is very interesting saying why they did that. That all the people, verse 24, of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Oh, God has done so much for us and so important to remember. We are commanded to remember to make these memorials like ours at the end of the row, just giving thanks to God, 11 stones, 12 here. So interesting to represent all the people giving thanks. You know, we need to remember, we need tangible things to remember because science actually would tell us that we forget a whole bunch of stuff. I heard a study this week that of all the things you see and hear in your life, your brain probably forgets over 90% of those things. Even though they're spectacular, created things, we still forget. And I think we all could say there are times in our life where we simply forget the goodness, the miraculous, the mighty of God, starting and most importantly with what he's done on the cross and that he loves us. It is easy to forget in how we live and we need to renew. And sometimes we need these tangible things we can hold on to that will remember us. They will be a memorial of what God has done. You know, those people would forget. It's clear in history that they would have to go back and Many of those people will turn away from the Lord. But that's why we want to set those things up to remember. And remembrance day just passing. It's something we as humans do knowing not even in a biblical or spiritual sense, but just a practical sense. Why do we have days like remembrance day, like we celebrate it and go to monuments to remember what was done for us? Because each passing generation that speaks of children who weren't there could easily forget the wonder of God. So we do need to be making journals, making physical memorials. The Bible is actually the most powerful memorial of all the stories of what God has done. And we need to be reading and remembering and praising him. It's a simple thing because we have to simply work at going back and back. I remember in college I'd study for a test and pour in the hours and a day after I would forget but I'd have to go back and back and back to the material and it's the same with God. There's a few things I thought of in this passage that might help us. You know sometimes it's just really hard and I don't see these stones as the little ones I had outside. It says the stones had to be on the shoulders of these men. They're probably very heavy and very big and difficult to move and you know what? It took effort. And how about that? It takes effort from us as well to remember and give thanks. 
You know, it's the will of God that we are thankful in everything, in all things. But that takes effort to remember him. It takes effort to to pick up a journal and write some things down. It takes effort to read the Bible. It takes effort as I did to move the stones. I remember that day piling in the truck. It takes effort to go back and remember. And sometimes, as it is true in a sense that God does all things, he's looking for us to do our part in a sense of remembering all the work that he has done. It's not that we are creating the provision. It's not that we have created our salvation. It's not that we were mighty and miraculous. He is, but our effort is picking up and remembering. It's so much easier to complain. It's so much easier to think of what we don't have. But God would call us to set up those memorials in our mind to make the effort to discipline ourselves to write things down. I know I didn't before, but now even in my journal, as the days I write in it, I have a little section I call T24, thankfulness, a memorial in the last 24 hours. What has God done for me? Instead of what I don't have, okay, here's a problem, okay, oh, here's a situation. No, God has worked. God is mighty. God is marvelous. God is powerful. Let me remember. And maybe today, to be honest, that you need to make a memorial. Maybe you need to go back to your journals. Maybe you need to think back. What has God done in the midst of maybe in your life a difficult situation that you can have joy and hope in knowing that God has been faithful in the past? I like, too, that when they took the rocks out, they had to be fit together and they and they laid them down. They probably had to put the bigger ones on the bottom and then some other ones on top because it was only 12 stones, but I'm sure they weren't just all flat together. They were probably built together like mine outside there. It's interesting because in the body of Christ, we're called living stones in 1 Peter chapter 2 and we're fit together. And a couple of weeks ago, or yeah, in the midweek encouragement, Amy and I looked at our fireplace. And even behind me, you see different stones and colors and shapes. I didn't even think of this one. But it's the same thing, built together, fitted together. But it's so important that we give praise together. Twelve tribes together, fit together, a stone together. And I want to remind you that there is much power in unity, especially in this area of memorials and giving thanks. Because at times in my life, I struggle alone to give thanks or to make a memorial, and I need the help of a brother or sister with me. And the corporate worship, the corporate praise, the corporate time fit together, because we're called to be kings and priests, plural, together, fit together as the body of Christ, to honor God in these memorials. And I've just been thinking this week that, you know what, it is difficult at times, especially in this season to gather, but it is so important to be gathering because we cannot do it alone and we need each other. And it is an effort. Now, obviously some of us can't. There's physical problems and sickness and uh, situations like that. But I know in my life, sometimes I need to pick up the phone. I need to call someone. I need to go for a walk with someone. I need to meet together because in my own strength, I, 
just in that moment don't have the ability to see all that God has done. And I need someone to tell me, fit together, this is what God has done. This is how powerful he is. Be encouraged. And being together lifts our spirits. And it is a wonderful thing. But obviously, again, effort involved. But may the Lord help us in things like that. I think one of the greatest tactics of the devil is to isolate us when we get down because we can't see the goodness of God and we don't have anyone reminding us to do that. Oh, how true it is. These memorials so important as they go into this new land, always to remember the power of God, allowing them to cross into the Jordan, that type of the spirit-filled life, to remember how God has done that for us. And remember the whole picture together, Egypt and sin and set free and taken out and the Red Sea open up almost like our baptism into the wilderness, this Christian life, knowing forgiveness, but not producing fruit. But yet the Holy Spirit so good to take us into this place where we can prosper. We need to give him thanks for those things. Praise God. It's interesting. I just noted again, good thing I was able to read this story more than a few times this week, that not only were they to set up a monument or memorial from the rocks of the river as heavy as they were where they were staying. But believe it or not, in verse 9, it says they were to make a memorial within the Jordan. While the river was still uh, up and heaped together, they were to take rocks that were there and build a memorial there within the water. How curious is that? And I tried to, do I remember that? Like I remember the rocks going out. I've taught and I preached on making memorials in our life. But why in the world did they leave a memorial in and the water would cover and absolutely no one would see it? Isn't it just like our God? Not only does he want our public praise, but he wants our private praise as well. It reminded me of a story in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10. And I'm just reading through that in my devotions, but how beautifully it fit together for this message in a memorial, because that word is used about a character called Cornelius. Now, Cornelius was a Gentile, and we know he was the first to experience the move of the Holy Spirit as other Gentiles in his home came to know the Lord. But he saw an angel and was asked to go get Peter. Go get Peter and ask Peter uh, who was in Joppa to come here. And so they went and got him and brought him there. But it's so interesting in Acts chapter 10, it says your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial to God. The hidden things, it says in Matthew, it says giving is a hidden thing. Not everyone should know what we give. It's between us and him. Not everyone should know how much we pray in our closet. But as we give thanks, as we praise God in a hidden way where maybe he just knows, it comes up to him as a memorial. So not only are we saying, wow, God, we're so thankful. And we're doing that not only in public, but here in private, under the water and giving and just having thanks and saying, God, you've given me so much. You're so mighty. You're so powerful. So in my hidden way, here is what I have, and I give it to you. So incredible, because in Second Corinthians, those chapters about giving in verse 8 or 9, 
it talks about giving in such a way that our giving needs to be out of our thanksgiving, knowing what God's done. Almost like be hilarious, a cheerful, a thankful giver. It's not like, oh, I don't want to. It's more like, thank you, Lord. You are mighty. You have saved us. You've opened the Jordan here back then for them and for us in many ways. Here I give back to you. I give thanks to you. Even as I pray in my closet, I give you praise as I'm alone. And I say, God, it's not a show. It's for no one to see. It's just my heart exploding in thanks for you. Because you are good. And you are faithful. And it's times like this that are very difficult when we don't feel thankful or times in your life. Maybe there's problems at home. Maybe there's problems at work. Well, God says, look back to who I am. Look at the memorial and give praise. Look, as I turn into that driveway, I see those stones and I say, well, thank you, Jesus. Don't deserve this house. Thank you, Jesus. You've been faithful. And let's take it deeper beyond the physical things. When things aren't going well and I see my failure, that's why Christ died on the cross. And the memorial to say, thank you. I'm forgiven. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Lord. And we need to make that effort to grab those stones and move them and do it together in public and in private. Oh, it changes our attitude. It changes the way we live if we can understand. Would you go back to the memorials in your life of the goodness of God? Shoo away the condemnation of the devil. Shoo away the devil in his thoughts of what you don't have and all the challenges and look to the goodness of God. It's a spiritual weapon. I'm telling you that God has given us this to shoo away evil by looking at him and praising him. And as we praise him, he fights for us. He's so good. So this week, be blessed, be encouraged, and go back to what God has done in your life, where he's been mighty on your behalf. And fear his great power, not in a bad way, a beautiful way. I fear him because he is powerful and he's good and he can help me. So Lord Jesus, we pray this week when our flesh wants to do the easy thing, and it is hard at times, that we will work at lifting those stones, going back to those stones, being together, praising you. You are worthy of all our praise. God, you are good. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Will you be blessed, be encouraged, and have a great week. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye.